welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your unofficial guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jerry Jayhawk Hawkins. Joining me, as always, the man with more dress code violations than a 15-year-old girl wearing spaghetti strap, Charlie Butter. Charlie, what's going on? The fuck is that supposed to be? <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of poke over the last few days about how Gold are claiming they can't enforce mask mandates when they enforce when they enforce dress code like spaghetti strap. Oh yeah, they, they did all that shit forever. Yeah, that's that, I, they're just being silly at a certain point. But I also don't think that if schools didn't reopen, that our economy would suffer in any way. I don't, I don't understand the, the correlation there. But all right. Well, as a parent myself, as a parent with a job that I primarily work during school hours, like if they were to go to one hundred percent online, I'd be screwed. But. It's not just, my situation, it's not anybody else's situation either. Just give them all firearms, it'll take care of itself. Oh, Jesus Christ. Alright, on that note, we do have a very special guest with us here today. Uh, if you've ever wanted to hear a very good take about the guest poll that is wrestling Twitter, our next guest is the guy to listen to. He's one of the hosts of the Pod Van Dam podcast, and a three-time former WEW Hardcore Champion, Ed. Technically, at this point, I've won it more times than Kentaro Kanemura, so that makes me feel really good. Uh, that's a nice intro. So I, I, I have an answer for, like, why do kids going back to school, like, why would it affect the economy and Butters? Yeah. The best I can gather is that the economy is a sentient being that once every hundred years we have to sacrifice children to, or it'll swallow us whole. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, there you yeah. go. That is actually the best answer I've heard for it. And that's the only one that makes sense why you would need children to die. <laughs> so it's like Cabin in the Woods, but with our economy. Okay. Exactly. Right, well, before, we, before, before we get into the schedule, before we get into our review, uh, we do have, obviously we do have a lot of crossover between Pod Van Dam podcast and our, but Ed, we'll go ahead and get a, a little bit into what you guys do over there at Pod Van Dam. Um, we go over the news that was big on wrestling Twitter for that week, which, uh, is pretty, normally it's pretty crazy. Like it's been kind of sad the last couple months, but for the most part, it's like Cody Hall said a dumb thing. Let's all make fun of Cody Hall. And like, who doesn't want to dunk on Cody Hall? <laughs> um, I don't know. Jonah, it, Jonah does, uh, he's the producer and then pass the co-host. And uh, we do sudden death, which is like we cover some news items. And then in the voicemails, we have people confessing to murders and getting chased by police. <laughs> and I am not Tyler's dad, so people stop asking me. <laughs> no, Tyler's dad is Dwight Howard, who's from Florida. That's right. Always has been. Yes. He had never been in Ohio at all. Wink, wink. Never. Or, or West Virginia, or, or any of the Virginias. <laughs> no, I, I've actually got a theory. Dwight yeah, and cool. Cardi Gennetti. Oh, <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> the, best, the best so far. I really, I could be, end up being, we're going to find out, because the cops are talking to Marty. I so. don't feel like that's true, because Marty uses certain language that I don't think uh, Dwight would use. So Yeah, you know what? You're right. For being like a hillbilly kind of dude... Dwight is very progressive and like accepting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, except for his one son that he doesn't talk to because of football. But 
Yeah, he's got a, he's got a son that is gay, and they don't speak, but it has nothing to do with his sexuality. It's because he's not a Bengals fan. <laughs> yeah, go definitely check that out. Available every Monday wherever you uh, look into your favorite podcast, or join the Patreon page and get it early. Yes, I listened to it yesterday. I, I still have to listen. Is it weird that I listen to my own podcast? I just want to see how it sounds when it's all put together. It's not like an ego thing, I swear. I used to listen to uh, ours all the time. Now I just listen to where like, I know I, I had to edit stuff to see if it sounds okay, and then that's it. So I don't. I listen to it like, once. But it's not the whole thing. I, I like skip to where I want to listen to. Yeah, I literally downloaded to get the download number up, and I don't remember. Wow, wow, nice, nice. You you really don't have to do that anymore, just so you know. Like, our numbers are slowly rising, but they're, like, we got really good numbers the last two weeks, so. And now they're just going to go through the roof because we have that on, so. Yeah, people, I don't know. (laughs) Jonah did point out this week that people hate me. Well, just because they want to kill you in a fuck, Mary kill situation doesn't mean that they hate you. <laughs> it just, just means because they really got a target on your back if you're L back. I mean, oh no, I said I've already said Adam Van ain't coming after me. I'm going to carry a light to him. He can't take any ghoulery. Yeah, uh, what kind of a fucking hardcore champion are you, Adam? Just uh, no, in a fuck, Mary kill situation. I'm sorry, Ed, but like. I guess everybody else thinks Ron and and Jonah are just you know. No, I completely really really, really giving I, and, and family people. I don't know. Yeah, I completely you agree with the answer. Going, so it's for sure the right answer. I don't think that was my answer when we had that discussion in the Discord, though. I think I I really don't think it was. I don't know. I feel like mine was different because. You've never seen a lot of movies, so there's a lot of stuff to sit and watch with you. So, like, that might work out in a marriage situation so that, that we could just do that all the time. I don't know. Uh, you think, no, you gotta, like, get me to watch it, and that's the hard part. Uh, like, the girlfriend just tried to get me to watch Jurassic Park, and halfway through it, I just tapped out. I was like, this is fucking dumb. This is all really dumb. <laughs> what? Dude, listen, oh. why would you just... Like, just logically, why would you make rafters? That's the only smart guy in the whole movie is that, like, hunter dude that's just, like, more or less, like, I don't know why the fuck they made rafters. Seems pretty stupid. Like, he's the only smart person in that whole movie. Everyone else is really, really dumb. You can make a bron- you can make a brontosaurus and a triceratops, and that's it. And everyone's going to be super impressed because they're fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> like, can I swear on here? Yeah. yeah <laughs> All right. <laughs> the fucking dinosaurs. So you don't even need the other ones. That's impressive enough. You're telling me you can go to a place and see a brontosaurus. You're not shitting your pants. Like, it's, it would be mind-melting to see one brontosaurus. And he's like, nah, velociraptors. I don't know, man. Some people, that doesn't impress them. After, like, they see that, they're going to want to see more. They want to see a T-Rex. Like, and that's, like, the big from, famous one. Yeah, yeah, but you move from there. You start with brontosaurus triceratops. And then when, like, your record is fine for 10 years, then you maybe figure yeah, out a way yeah. to do... Yeah, you don't go right to Velociraptor. It's like opening up a new roller coaster at Keter Point. You know, you gotta build up to come of this shit. Yeah, look at the first coaster that got there. Blue Streak's just a couple of hills. 
You gotta, you gotta make your foundation like steady it out. You go, you don't go right to Velociraptor. So stupid. <laughs> if only they would have listened to Ed, that would have that wouldn't have happened. I mean, <laughs> when I told that old man, I'd be like, "What are you doing? Just you spent. He's also spending money he doesn't have to spend at that moment. Like just two dinosaurs would be enough." Oh man! <laughs> we're thinking, I love Jurassic Park. I love Jurassic Park. I want to shit on it, but he's not wrong. You really Dude. is not wrong. Oh. Putters, you're telling me right now you look outside your window and there's a brontosaurus. You're not having a fucking stroke right on the spot. <laughs> One brontosaurus. I'd be like, oh man, I just want to see a T-Rex eat that thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with today's wrestling fans. Y'all need more and more. You can't just be happy with a brontosaurus. <laughs> Not happy with the DDT. You got to do a flipping pile driver and you got to kick out a one. Oh. Not happy with a single camera shoot, Charlie Butters. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just enjoy it. Well, during this, uh, we know it during the second match, there's a problem with that one. We can look into it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's not just the second match. We'll get into it in a little bit here. It happens so much. <laughs> I mean, it's great if it was like a, a Kevin Smith movie where they're just like in the ring talking the whole time. Then they decide they're going to go fight. And they go off screen and do it. You just hear them beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> Come back on screen, stand in there like, oh, man, that was that was a good match, man. Good job. Well, I guess since you've made the Kevin Smith reference, we should at least mention it on air a little bit here. AIW coming back. I assure you we're open. Yeah, that's a good segue. Good job. Thank good you. Job with that. Yes, and all three of us will be attending. It'll be a fun time. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I haven't seen pretty. I haven't seen a lot of people since February, and I don't even know if February counts because <laughs> I was pretty. I was pretty gone. Uh huh. <laughs> it's been so weird. I used to see everybody like once a month, and now it's we're going on like over half a year. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we got to see each other at Toy Ohio, which was cool. Yeah, there's there's there was a lot more people that we didn't see there. So I mean, there's there's a the whole AIW family. So and it seems like a lot of them are traveling to it. So well, uh, just a reminder, everybody, like Joe Sposo says, it's uh, no hugging, uh, but deep soul kisses are very much allowed. Yes. So. Get everyone, when you see me, give me a deep soul kiss. I can't wait to see everybody there. So excited. Uh, funnily enough, that's kind of how I ended my uh, the show last week. I was like, no uh, handshakes, no high fives, just deep soul kisses. Yeah, and I know this will come out next week, right? It'll already be after LVAC, but I just want to say it again. Like, If if you were at that barn in ICW and you needed LVAC, you'd stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> Actually, this comes out, out tomorrow. <laughs> oh, is it? Hell yeah. Then good. If you're listening, stay away from me. Why were all you psychopaths in that barn, you fucking crazy people? What's wrong with you? He's and that dude, wrong. that dude straight up wore a Choose Death shirt to it. Like, you couldn't pick a better shirt? <laughs> Go stand shoulder to shoulder in a barn? I mean, there was also a person that spit on uh, a wrestler there. So, I mean, they weren't exactly the best bunch of, of, of people to be cooping up in a barn it's fucking wild so 
Okay, and I and I'm really excited right now, but I actually just got the notification on my phone that I got the time off approved for AIW. Nice. You were going anyway. You were you were I, I would probably head. go I'm probably going anyway, but this time I don't have to worry about like if I'm gonna have a job when I come back. Like I got the time off approved. There you go. Everybody, you gotta wear a mask at it. I might rock the Hayabusa mask. I don't know. Uh Pat made me very afraid of tan weird tan lines. I never thought about that. If anybody listening to this can make me a Mac with either an AIW or an ECW logo before then, I would appreciate it. Because I would like to do my Foggy cosplay. I'm sure you could find one. I'll, I'll keep an eye out, see if we can find something before then. I'm sure there's somebody's done an ECW one. And maybe that'll make AIW uh, do face masks, you know. I'd buy one. Thorne, if you're listening. <laughs> the GCW ones were are nice. They got the logo on the side of the mask. It looks classy. I like them. They did an AIW with the AIW logo on the side. That'd be cool, man. I already have my Dan Housen mask, but I would still wear... Uh, I would still buy an AIW mask. Just to I have... have those are... uh, Jayhawk, I have found one that is not an ECW mask, but it does say in the ECW font with the barbed wire... Paul E. owes me money. You know what? I might do that. <laughs> if you can't find an ECW one, I'm, I'm going to find I'm going to tweet this out. So yeah, yeah. Tweet, tweet that out. Tag me in it. I need to see that. Oh, Jesus. All right. So let me run through what's on IWTV this week. Because it's a handful of stuff, including the debut of uh, the very first AIW show. So... Okay, Tuesday, August 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern, Freedoms presents Unchained Night 2019. Wednesday, August 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling presents The Road Episode 3. Wednesday, August 12th at 10 p.m. Eastern, New South Pro Wrestling presents, not presents New South Anniversary Show 5. Thursday, August 13th, at 7 p.m. Eastern, C4 Wrestling presents the C4 Mixtape Volume 19. Thursday, August 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern, Absolute Intense Wrestling presents Absolute Debut. Friday, August 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern, H2O presents Back in the Saddle Again. Saturday, August 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern, H2O Wrestling presents Final Opportunity. And Sunday, August 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Big Japan Pro Wrestling presents Two Was Gat Early. Also on Sunday, August 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern, Action presents One on One with the Loud One, AC Mack. And that's what's on IWTV this week. Yeah, I was about to say that I doubt very highly they're going to add something on at the last minute, but I wouldn't be surprised if they throw something in anyway. Yeah, they have, they have they have every week, and it's fine at this point. I read what's on their schedule, and if they change it up, that eh, is what it is. Jerry, so toss w- some more heat up on there. People love it. I would like the if Jerry would toss us a secret email that gives us the full lineup, so we can share it with everybody on Monday. You know, ahead of time. That way, we're not looking like fools out here. Come on, but Jerry. It, but it is what it is. Jerry, I know you're listening. <laughs> if you also want to hook a cup with one of those uh, five-day promo code, we'd appreciate that, too. 
I think you probably should. You are IWTV guide. I mean, you know, uh, I thought so, but where where do you think Jerry is from? Because I, I can see like where we get listens from, and Virginia has quite a few listens. They're, they're, they 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 get more listens than Ohio does. That's where Chris Chan's from. <laughs> I don't think Chris Chan listens to us. You don't, you don't know. Oh God. <sighs> All right. Let's jump into our review this week. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, and our review this week is courtesy of Ed, who chose to watch Pro Wrestling Heat Up Burning King 2019 Tournament Afternoon Show, November 22nd, 2019 from Tokyo, Japan. So, Ed, you're, we brought you on here because you are our Japanese independent wrestling fan. Explain to our listeners what Pro Wrestling Heat Up is and why you chose the particular show. Okay. So I'll just start off with why I chose this. Um, it's because the night the AIW started on IWTV, like streaming shows, um, Heat Up also started streaming, and they played before I uh, AIW. So I was like, oh, well, that's pretty neat. And this was the show they played, and I really liked it. Um, I love pro wrestling Heat Up. It's a scuzzy Japanese indie. Um, it started in 2012 after this other scuzzy Japanese indie style E closed. And then uh, Tamora, who's in the main event, started Pro Wrestling Heat Up as kind of like the successor to it and even took some of the names like Raising an Army series. Um, they run mostly out of Basement Monstar, where uh, this show was. And it fits around 85 people. So it's not very – they're not very big. They ran Cork and Hall one time in 2017, and it didn't go well. And that's probably their biggest show they've done. Uh, and, yeah, I just – I have a, a really big love for, like – scuzzy Japanese indies. <laughs> and I don't know, I can't even explain why. I just find them fascinating. Like, there's no good reason for Pro Wrestling Heat Up to exist. But it does. Like, but there's it serves no purpose in the wrestling world. Like, nobody moves on from Pro Wrestling Heat Up uh, to do, like, bigger things. Like, Daisuke Kaneria did, like, one New Japan show one time, and that's about it. It's It's just... There's no purpose for it other than, like, Tamura wanted to wrestle still and knew he wasn't going to get booked places. Yeah, I was going to say, because, like, don't they have the, uh, like, the the training system there with the dojos and stuff? So, like, they don't really, indies don't really exist there for for that, right? Um, There's some people, like, it's, it's not, like, a set rule, like, you stay in the dojo you came out from. There's people that leave the dojo, but it's just, like... Japanese wrestling is really based on loyalty and everything, and uh, I'll talk about that like in the main event because that's very much case of like loyalty. But uh, there's people like uh, like Shinya Shada. He's just a freelancer. He works a lot of places, and like uh, I think Yamato works a lot of places. But then there's people like Tamura and Daisuke Kaneria that are like their home is pro wrestling heat up. Okay. So yeah, this was uh, an interesting look from the start. Like as soon as you tweeted out that one photo, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's what the setup is." And then you said there was no commentary, but I thought were they not running commentary over the loudspeaker? Yeah, it was. It was yeah, it was in house commentary. Okay, but, like, okay. I didn't really notice it after the first match, really. So it, yeah, just kind of becomes background noise. Yeah, well, that, here's the thing about the in-house commentary, and I've worked for promotions that do it. 
it you have to do it in such a fine way that you don't completely bury the fucking product if you actually call what's going on. Like especially if shit's going on behind the referee's back. They could make everybody look like shit if you can hear over the commentary that shit's going on. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like they can't be like, oh my god, he's distracting the ref because like the ref will hear it over the loudspeaker. And as somebody who's refereed a lot of shows with that commentary, it's like, I don't know how many times somebody gone, gone tell, told me to turn around and I'm not allowed to turn around. It's like, I just, you just buried me. Thank you very much, motherfucker. <laughs> Little pet peeve of mine. I'm sorry. But the, uh, so like, yeah, I didn't really notice that after like the first uh, the match or so. Um, but yeah, Realistically, I if you, uh, Realistically, with the in-house commentary, if the show is good, you don't notice it. If you notice the in-house commentary, it's probably not that good a show. Charlie Butters, was this a good show? <laughs> well, we gotta wait till the end to find okay. out. Okay. <laughs> so, um, this show is, they ran like a doubleheader in Basement Monster that day. And this is part of their Burning King tournament. And that's like their version of the Chi one. So, but it's only okay. like it's only like eight people, so it's just like a short little tournament they do. Right on. Well, that's and and just like with uh, the New Japan tournament, it is got up and, and ground robin in block like a block A and a block B, and the winner of the two block will meet in the final. Yeah, and it's the same um, the same rules as the like G one like two points for a win, one point for a draw, zero for a loss. The five match show and four of the matches are in the tournament, and we open with the block B matches. And the first one there is Akia Joe versus Konaka. So I have like background for everybody because I knew that you probably you guys probably won't know these people, which yeah, is why we I, actually be on the show on it. Yeah, I I I looked up who the one guy with the face paint was, and then okay. I was like, okay, I I know who he is. And then that was it. And then I don't think I, I tried to look up the second match and they looked so much alike in their photos. I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I don't know who these people are. All right, I'm done. And that was the end of it. Okay. So Konaka is like a regular for triple six, which is on Rio from FMW. It's his company. And he's like okay. a spooky comedy gimmick, like the boogeyman, except he doesn't eat worms. So he's not, he's not a, you're not a big fan of him then. Not an all timer like the boogeyman. Konaka, I think is one of the bright spots of this tournament though. He doesn't normally work uh triple sit or heat up. He normally works triple six. And he's just pretty much in for this tournament. And then Akir Joe is uh, actually <laughs> trained by Billy Robinson. Just really? crazy. Yeah. Just crazy. But he's like a lifelong indie scummer. Like, this is the level he has reached, and he will never move past it. He just works like these low-level Japanese indies. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he had an interesting look, but like, he looked like a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> what well, what the what the pink-tipped hair? Like that was it was interesting, but like no, like Kanaka, like. When the show started, he was doing a handstand in the corner, yeah, like on the top rope, and was there for like a good five minutes before they like tried to count him out because he wasn't coming out of the corner. He does a later in the tournament with Shinya Shada, 
and he stays like up in that handstand, just doing like shitty little kicks. Shit, he shot his face, so he can't get in to like grab him. It's so good. Konaka definitely a standout on this show. Akira Joe has no personality, looks like a janitor, and I can't believe he's trained by Billy Robinson because Billy, like, look at him. He does not look like a Billy Robinson trainee. He's wearing a he's wearing a janitor's outfit with like pink tipped hair. Yeah, if you would have if you would have rattled off the name of a guy from this card that I thought might have been trained by Billy Billy Robinson, this would be the last guy on the card. <laughs> There's a lot of guys here that do some really great Matt wrestling throughout the show. This would be the last guy I would have gone the car. Like, oh yeah, Billy, that's the guy Billy Robinson trained. Okay. Because the thing is, like, Akira Joe's not very good. Like, he has no personality. None. No, and it seemed like he controlled most of the match, so it wasn't. Yeah, which like... is wild. <laughs> uh, like, the one thing I did like about this match was the finish. Kanaka locking in a sleeper. Kia Joe reaches the rope and Kanaka just turns it into a roll-up for a quick pin. You know, just, just like that. It's like, oh, okay, motherfucker, I gotta break the hold anyway. Well, fuck you. I'm, be- I'm gonna beat you right now. Like, I like that. Yeah, that that is a really good. good finish, I take it. I was I was kind of disappointed there was no mist, but uh, it's, I guess not all guys that wear face paint in Japan have mist. No, but Kanaka looks like he should have mist. Yes, because he's yeah. got like red splatter on his pants and stuff. So I'm like, I thought maybe that was from previous like using red mist. So I was hoping to see it, but no luck. No well. Okay, so match number two, also part of block B. We've got Tatsuya Iguchi versus Yu Iguka. If I'm butchering okay. these names, I apologize. But <laughs> okay, so Tatsuya Iguchi and Yu Iguka are both. Uh, heat up homegrown talent that like went through the dojo system and they've both been wrestling for like under four years and this is like the first tournament they're in where they're like a bigger name on the show like you could you could tell they're getting behind those these two and that's why they didn't want to be either one of them <laughs> yeah i thought this match was really good uh even though like i couldn't tell who was who uh like name wise i ended up really enjoying this match i thought it was uh almost like a mirror match. And then like, they did a lot of like striking and stuff. That was real good. Well, that's the thing like about this match is they're both young enough to still try, which like next match, we're going to see that some, like <laughs> some people on this card are old and they don't want to try at all. And they've given up completely, but these two, like they're building their career. So like the momentum's behind them. They probably feel really good about this company. They're going to try really hard and put on, I think, um, I want to say probably the best match of the night, like technically wise, like technical wrestling, like as a wrestling match, this was the best wrestling match. They're feeling each other out early. They got some good commission moves, some good ground moves. Then about halfway through, they start getting a little bit faster pace, a little bit more physical, a lot more strike. And then that last minute, it's just near fall after near fall after near fall before the 15 minute time limit finally ends. And it really tells a good story. really well-paced. It's honestly how you would expect a, a athletic competition to go. It start off slow, get a feel for your opponent, and then pick up after you're starting to get, after you're to get the feel for the opponent. I thought for the story of the match being like these two came up together in the dojo system and know each other really well, I thought they got that across very well. And uh, yeah, like I said, I think this is the best wrestling match of the entire night. Right on. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, I do remember there being like some kicks to the back that were just brutal to see. I think at one point, like they flipped somebody onto the apron and then like kicked his back through the ropes. And I think that like started them going off the screen to fight. And yeah, then, that's, the yeah. One, okay, that, yeah. that's the one critical come I have about the show. It's got, it's got one camera shoot, it's just a hard cam, but it's not quite set in the center of the ring, so the lower right-hand corner cut off, and, like, in three of the five matches, like, they're working that corner. You can't even see what the fuck's going on. Uh, most, most heat-up shows are one-camera shots, but it's not always, like, hard cam. Like, some of them are, like, floor cam, like, uh, old ECW, like, fan cam tapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've seen shows where they've moved that fucking hard cam. <laughs> I don't know why no one was doing it on the show because I've seen it. I've seen them go left and right with it and like follow people during entrances. Well, the, here's the weird thing. And I, I'm going to get into the main event, but just think we brought it up. Like there's one point in the main event where if you look in the upper left-hand corner, you see a guy holding a handheld camera. Go, they had a second camera filming it. <laughs> I have no idea why the fuck they didn't use the two camera shoot. Yo, what if they like fucked up and sent IWTV like just the hard camera tape instead of like the finished version? I'm actually wondering if that's what happened. I love this company so much. Oh man. Okay, from there we go to our lone non-tournament match of the card. Hiroshi Yamato and Okamu Namiguchi against Mineo Fujita and Shinya Ishida. And I was looking forward to this one, but you've been really high on the Mineo Fujita training here. So. <laughs> I have been, because I haven't seen like a current Mineo Fujita match. I just remember it being like fucking awesome. So like Mineo Fujita is a w, uh, WMF dude, which is like Hayabusa and Ganesuke's company they started after FMW. So he's like from the WMF dojo. Um, Neo Fujita is openly bisexual and hit, like legitimately hits on everybody and makes them uncomfortable. And that's why uh, Brett, who's like the FMW story, is like, I think that held him back in his career is that he made people uncomfortable because like Neo Fujita has a really good look. Like he, <laughs> when he used to be like in really great shape, like a really handsome dude and like really nice hair. It's very like Tanahashi. Like he's just a very attractive human being. Uh, but like, holy shit in this match, uh, Mineo Vegeta in like late 2019 doesn't give a fuck. Um, he's got like really just cut all his hair off. He grew this beard. He's like out of shape. And he's like, He's in the mat at the begin in the ring at the beginning of the match, and then he just gets out and it's like, nah, you're it. Like he doesn't want to start the match. When Neo Vegeta came in here to do as little as possible. The way you described him there, it's like a Japanese Joy Ryan. Kind of. I cause I, but I don't think Neo Vegeta allegedly actually assaulted people. I think he just was like, he just hit on everybody. Like He's just a very, like, yeah, he just made people uncomfortable in, like, higher positions. He didn't do himself any favors. Yeah, there was an awful lot of nipple rubbing going on in the opening of this match. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, just get through everybody else. Shinya Shada uh, works mostly for this company, Sportiva Entertainment, but he's an AIW alumni. <laughs> he wrestled <laughs> at Gauntlet for the gold. Whatever the one Pentagon was at, I'm pretty sure. 
he was in a scramble and it was because on his excursion he was staying at DJZ's place. So DJZ brought him to AIW and they put him in the scramble. Really? Yeah. Which means you and I have seen him in person and I have no recollection of yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. like I, I totally remember it because <laughs> I'm a dork. And like I just remember him hitting the ropes and being like, holy fuck, this guy's super fast. And then uh, Hiroshi Yamato is a former All Japan Junior and All Asia Tag Champ, and he was trained in like the All Japan Dojo, but like Muda's All Japan, and his like trainer was Kaz Hayashi. And then Osama Noguchi is just a zero one dojo grad who's like a freelancer, works a lot of places. This was my favorite match of the night. Um, I not I don't think it was the best match, but it was definitely my favorite match. But I did it. Did it resonate with you guys? Because I think you have to know the Mania Fujita shtick to like. Enjoy it. I don't remember anything from any of the matches going forward. I <laughs> I think the last match was kind of where I just started to zone. And then I, after the whole nipple rubbing thing, I was like, all right, man. Like I tried to watch it. The dude was singing his entrance t- to the ring. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, this is different. And then it was like the same, like rock music for everybody else's entrance. Yeah. And I just zoned out again. I don't, I don't, yeah, Yamato sings his own entrance, and like it was. This was definitely a comedy match with like Fujita playing off of like Yamato being kind of effeminate, <laughs> and like they were like rubbing each other and like grabbing each other's hogs and like rolling around and like doing slow wrestling, but like super slow to where it looked like almost sexual. It was super weird. If I was paying attention, I probably would have laughed my ass off and, and enjoyed it. But. Dude, they did a spot where like Shinya Shada tags in and is in there with Yamato and is like, nah, and tags out to Minoru Fujita. And Yamato tags out to Namaguchi and Namaguchi's like, nah, I don't want to wrestle this guy. And tags back out to Yamato and then they go back to each other and start rubbing each other again. <laughs> 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 it's so good. This match, but it's definitely, like, Manu Fujita used to be so good, like, and it's, he just doesn't give a shit now, and he's just there to get some, get a check, and, like, I don't know, have a fun time, kind of, and, like, I dig it. He's, he's older now. Like, he debuted in, like, 2004. Like, he's been around forever. Let's, let him have his weird matches where, he does a lot of ball work nowadays, like, he, like a lot of offense to people's <laughs> balls. I watched a match, like, a couple months ago with him and Guitaro Suzuki from J-Stage, and he just they just kicked each other in the balls so much. Like it ended because they just kept hitting each other in the balls. So I think Manio Vegeta's thing now is just like a lot of ball work. Like a lot of ball offense. <laughs> they work a really weird finish too. Go like Namaguchi's gonna go for a diving headbutt onto Vegeta. But Ishida just jumped the referee down in the position as well. Go heat the referee just kept the headbutt and the match is over. You could DQ. Dude, this is a classic. Nobody wanted to take a fall. Like, Manio Fujita thinks he's bigger than this company. Y- Yamato thinks he's bigger than this company. Shinya Shada works here kind of regular and didn't want to lose. Uh, it's just, this is clearly what it was. It's like no one wanted to get pinned. A lot of ball work. So much ball work. Alrighty, then. Yeah, how much ball work, how much nipple work. The only thing they did work with the ass. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The 63 people here really loved Yamato's song, and we're definitely that old man clapped the whole time. The whole time, he never nope. stopped clapping. 
there was one guy in the crowd that I thought might have been sleeping during the entrance, like the opening match. <laughs> but like, but I think he had like his phone down real low and would only look up at like every so often, like uh, when something like he'd hear like the crowd start to like get hyped for something, he'd kind of look up for a second and then you go back down to just looking down. I was like, is he reading? Is he on his phone? He didn't have anything in his hands, I don't think, unless he was like writing something. Because I think that later on I saw him with like a book writing stuff, but it was up high. So I don't know what he was like writing down low. I don't know if he was just napping, like waiting for a certain match. It was weird. Okay, let's go ahead and get back into the tournament. We move over to block A. Hiroshi Watanabe versus Shinsuke Kayama. Okay, so Hiroshi Watanabe is a heat up regular. He's been there like since the start. He's a serious wrestle boy. That's his gimmick. He's like just a wrestler. And then Shunsuke Sayama is like three years into like been wrestling for like three years. He uh, works pretty much all over like J Stage Freedoms. He was a Wrestle One regular, and like now he's in this tournament and heat up. Okay, this is pretty good overall technically. Like a lot of good technical wrestling. Uh, Kayama is working on the leg quite a bit here. Then, then just like with some of the other matches earlier on, it starts picking up later in the match. They both bust out some suplexes. Get a serious counter. Watanabe using a modified sunset flip to get the pin. Pretty good stuff here. Yeah, Watanabe is basically like scratches that it's for people that love grandpa wrestling. And I know they're out there. And I'm not saying you're like, – it's just not for me. Watanabe doesn't really do anything for me, but Shinsuke Sayama, uh, I really like him a lot. I think he went in there and made Watanabe look entertaining and it was fun to watch. And that makes me think he's probably the best wrestler on this show. I think one of these guys was bald. That's the only thing I remember from this match. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be Watanabe. That was the one match where I didn't have to try to. I forgot who was who. That's, he looks like a Watanabe. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, that dude looks like Hiroshi Watanabe. Yeah, yeah, I got I got nothing else to, to say. I don't remember a damn thing about this. I remember there's there's a bald guy in the next two matches, and that was it. <laughs> All of a sudden it was over. I don't know. <laughs> we go down to then to our main events. Block A to more of our Kentucky Kanahira. Okay, so Tamora is the owner of Heat Up, so he's also the Universal Champion, <laughs> because this is just a vanity promotion that exists for him to wrestle in. Uh, he debuted with Style E in 2004, and Daisuke Kanaria was trained by Tamora. He's like the first dojo graduate from, or like, no, he's not the first. He's like the big one right now, though. Like, a lot of stuff's going, they're really pushing Daisuke Kanaria. Um, he debuted in 2014. He's the only other person to be Universal Champ. And uh, Tamora versus Kanaria is as silly as this is going to sound. It's very much their uh, Tanahashi versus Okada. Like, these are their two top stars. Kanaria's like the new guy with like flashy look. And then Tamora's like a wrestler that's been there forever and is really respected. And like, they run this match so fucking much. Like, these guys have wrestled each other since 2014 so many times. Like, when they ran uh, Cork and Hall in 2017, this was their main event they went with, was Tamora and Daisuke Kanaria. So, like, th for this to be 
on this show in Basement Monster for like 63 people is pretty crazy for them. But like it gives the tournament importance that the first main event is Tamura versus Daisuke Kanaria. But yeah, they've run this match a lot. Yeah, they could probably the uh, most consistent match in terms of working out, working a body part, Tamura working on the leg a lot during this match. It's probably the most consistent match in terms of sticking to that rather than going away from it. Uh, this does start evolving into more of a strong style stiff brawl about 10 minutes in. Uh, Tamura locked in a standing figure four and turned into a cradle for the pin. That really was fucking neat, crazy. Really neat looking finish. I love that move. Somebody steal it. <laughs> Tom, if you're listening, steal this and the Ganesuke clutch. <laughs> Make me really happy. I want to see both. Yeah, this was, uh, this, you could tell, like, this was very crisp work. You could tell they worked with each other a ton of times and they're really comfortable with each other. There wasn't really any dead spots where they're trying to figure out what to do next. And then, yeah, towards the end, they just beat the shit out of each other. And it was fucking great. And the best part about that finish was Tamora got to go for it like three or four times. You kind of hear a countering and getting out of it. And finally, you just couldn't counter it anymore. Yeah. It's brilliant storytelling. And it was like student versus teacher, your two biggest stars. Like you couldn't have asked for a bigger match. Charlie Butters, I don't know what more you want from me. I <laughs> picked the perfect show. Yeah, I mean the the time constraints. Like it was an hour long. It wasn't miserable to to try to watch. Like I kept telling myself every time I looked at it, I'm like, it's only like an hour long. It's fine. Like these matches are quick. And then I I still waited until the day to watch it because I'd just been busy. So, uh, but yeah, I watched it. Uh, sort of. Sort of. So, Jared, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Uh, ever so slightly, like nothing really stood out for me in the first first three quarters of the show. But the main event was such a good story that I, I've got uh, that I've got to give it a thumbs up based off the main event. I'm going to go thumbs in the middle because I only watched like half of it. Maybe if I rewatch it, I'll uh, I'll change it to a thumbs up. <laughs> and we yeah, all what? know Ed loves it. So thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs dude. Up. Yeah. This was Heat Up and Basement Monstar with Tamora and Canaria. You can't get a more Heat Up show than this. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, Charlie, that I was with you on that tag match, though. Like, that's kind of where I was, like, I really kind of played on my phone more and really paid attention. Like, I tried to pay attention, but I couldn't, that couldn't keep my interest, like, at all. But the tournament matches themselves, I was happy with all of them. They were all pretty calling. The problem is that the rest of this tournament isn't up yet, Jerry. <laughs> like, Some of it is. Some of it, yeah, it's like three quarters of the tournament. Like the last two shows aren't up. So I was like, dude, at least get the finals. Like, what are we doing? Well, they've been releasing stuff like every week, all kinds of different stuff. So they're AIW just gave them all the first like five years of shows. So we're going to start seeing that. It's going to be pretty crazy. Hopefully, if this, this show's done nothing, it's going to create a groundswell. To get the la- the rest of the Burning King 2019 tournament on IWTV. 
and this will be a founding spot for Pro Wrestling Heat Up USA, right? Exactly. Caden, <laughs> let me know where that shitty tiny little ring is. We're going to run it. We're going to put up some banners with that little heat up flame, but red, white, and blue. And we're going to pay everybody $20 to go out and wrestle in that tiny little ring. If you really want to give, if you really want to give it a, a, a pro wrestling heat up uh, feel, they're like a nightclub slash bar slash abandoned strip club in Akron that took about as many people as this building done directly before. Dude, you know what this like basement monster reminds me of? It reminds me of like the Avenue Tap House, like the new UXWA venue. Yeah, it's like a very similar vibe. I think if you see like the whole place, you would get it because it's very much just like a small concert venue bar type deal there you go man heat up usa yep all right uh as a reminder subscribe to independentwrestling.tv use code uh is it pod van dam is is your guys's code yes it is you get five free days and uh ed you want to plug anything before we go yeah, Pod Van Dam out every Monday. Patreon.com slash Pod Van Dam. If you want to join and get in the Discord and get the show early and a bunch of other stuff. And also coming out soon is going to be a new episode of Super Chantastic where we go over the issues 7, 8, and 9 of the Sonichu comic. And uh, it's something else. <laughs> it's, it's, it gets pretty greasy. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming it's already recorded. So like... Yeah, this, like part this, of the... Part of the comic is like Chris goes into detail with pictures describing Sonichu's and Rosechu's reproductive organs. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Like, oh no, oh no, I can't, I can't wait to hear Stacy <laughs> just fucking laugh hysterically at that when you try to explain this to him. <laughs> All right, what do you got for us, Jayhawk? Uh, pretty much just the usual. Uh, I am taking the month of August off of Twitch streaming, but follow me, Twitch TV, uh, forward slash TXM Jayhawk. And we'll start getting back into that in September. You follow me on Twitter at PW Critique. Follow me on Facebook and on Instagram at Jayhawk1539. And if you see me at AIW, I assure you we're open. Come say hi. I will take a fist bump. I probably no won't deep take soul kisses for you. Pardon? <laughs> no deep soul kisses for you. Uh, let Let's see what mood I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say no. I won't say yes. Depends on who you are, what mood I'm in. Oh shit! All right. Uh, I, also, and ch- and it'll be a yes for you. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, all right, everybody, check out our other podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds With Wrestling, The Spotlight Series, and It's Evolution, baby. Check out our other non-podcast friends, Good Company in Cleveland, Ohio, Smokin' Jay's Barbecue, and on YouTube, Happy Hour with Steve Guy. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Stay safe. Black Lives Still Matter. Wear a mask. Talk to you later, everyone.
get away from me If I was you, I'd watch what you say to me Snakes all in my bed, wanna lay with me This ain't no motherfucking, why you play with me? Don't play with me, this the only thing I love, I love, 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 love I love, I love, 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 love I love, I love, 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 love I love, don't play with me When they think I ain't cool, cause I'm sober. Cause I'm sober. You used to love when we was down, we was closer. Yeah, yeah. But I stopped loving ever since I got fucked over. Hold on, call me, I don't know you. You gotta keep that same energy. I'm not no regular entity. I'm not your friend, I'm your enemy. I don't know what's got an enemy. Lately, I'm just feeling finicky. Lately, I just want the cake and the greatest amenities. Lately, I ain't got no sympathy. Aim at the industry. This ain't the way that they picture me. What's your identity? I guess I'm lying in the mall. I keep my nine in the truck. All of y'all niggas gon' bleed. Guess it's that time of the month. I done came up in the mud. They said I'd never be none. They said I'd never be rich. They said I'd never be anything. I told them, get off my dick. Get away from me. If I was you, I'd watch what you say to me. Snakes all in my bed, wanna lay with me. This ain't no motherfucking, why you play with me? Don't play with me, this the only thing I love. I love, 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 love. I love, I love, 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 love. I love, I love, 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 love. Play with me, it's the only thing I love I love, 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 love Streets with no help. Money ain't everything. Woo. Niggas speak for yourself. Hey. Pawn shops every week. week. Scrape and change, pay the bills. Yeah. Rainy days come sleep. Word. Now I sleep with my girls. I wanted to be like Hope. I'm living the Vida look. No. They just wanna ride my wave. Woo. You ain't never seen my boat. Splash. Hit him with the east side smoke. Woo. I'ma kill everyone, I'm a GI Joe. Hide up my weapons, I'll let my Levi's go. If a nigga with Pippin, you probably be my hoe. I need some different opponents. I think I live in the moment. Yeah. I fuck my bitch in the morning. I take that shit when I want it. True. All you new niggas be frying. You just be lying. I keep it 300. Came up for nothing. I say what I wanted. No, ain't no discussion. I aim and I boost. Get away from me. If I was you, I'd watch what you say to me. Snakes all in my bed. Wanna lay with me. This ain't no motherfucking. Why you play with me? Don't play with me. This the only thing I love. I love, 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 love. I love. I love.